Welcome to the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Uh, somebody just texted Garner, I want an emoji for that face you make when your apartment has no air conditioning. Doesn't that one exist already? Isn't there like a sweaty face guy? Oh, are those tears flying off that guy's face? Okay. This is the Garner Andrews Show podcast. 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 Garner's voicemail. See if anybody left a message. Hey, I have not yet seen the dog bear with boobs painting, but it sounds like it manages to avoid the offensive blandness of most public art, like Calgary's blue rings and the talus balls, which I'm sure only symbolize the big clanking ones of the artists who charged money for that. We checked Garner's voicemail. Now we know that there was a message. Sort of feel like um, trying to defend a piece of art. It's like a teenage girl trying to defend her choice of wearing those pre-ripped jeans. Nothing but grief at every turn. Every room she walks into, she has to explain. And I feel like that the guy who's doing the new mural <laughs> by the farmer's market, probably the same thing. I think it's beautiful. I love that because it looks like nothing else in this town. That's good. I mean, I'm not going to try and explain it anymore. Because you're allowed to not like it. I'm allowed to like it. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Jeff Bezos, the guy that founded Amazon, the guy that started Amazon, became the richest man in the history of the world. Yesterday, because his uh, fortune topped $150 billion. And, uh... We just started talking about, you know, that's a lot of money. $150 billion is a lot of money. But what is a lot of money to you? How much do you think you would have to earn in a year to feel like you were doing okay and you were making a lot of money? Uh, Somebody said $100,000 a year is a lot to me. Anything six figures plus. Then again, I'm a public service. I didn't take home $50,000 last year. Somebody else said, I'd have to earn $200,000 or more and have enough money to travel regularly without worrying to feel like I'm making a lot of money. Uh, $250,000 a year would be a lot. A lot of people say $100,000. That seems to be the magic number here. Somebody said, I think $100,000 a year is a lot of money for a regular person. But that said, you'd also need to be able to take time off to enjoy life could probably make that if you worked all the time. Adrian. Now, this one here I thought was interesting. Garner, I feel like the happiest time in my life was when I earned about $75,000. I've been fortunate in my business. I make almost three times that now, but my life was simpler and I was happier when I earned less. I appreciated and looked after the things I had back then because I knew I couldn't just run out and replace things whenever I wanted to. Don't get me wrong, I don't think I'd go back, but I wish my life was that simple again. Anonymous. That's a good one. What do you think? How much money is a lot of money to you? What would you have to earn in a year to feel like you're doing okay? Garner! It's the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Podcast. The guy that started Amazon became the richest man in history yesterday when his fortune topped $150 billion. That's a lot of money. 
and uh, I just started talking about what to you is a lot of money? How much money would you need to earn in a year to feel like, you know what? Things going okay. And I think the magic number seems to be about $100,000 here. A lot of people say 100 grand. Sure, there's people that say even more. But I wanted, I read this text a few minutes ago on the show, but I got some reaction to it. Let me just quickly read it again. It says, Garner, I feel like the happiest time in my life was when I earned about $75,000. I've been fortunate in my business. I make almost three times that now, but my life was simpler and I was happier when I earned less. I appreciated and looked after the things I had back then because I knew I couldn't just run out and replace things whenever I wanted to. Don't get me wrong, I don't think I'd go back, but I wish my life was simple again. Anonymous. Then I got a text message. Well, I got several text messages, sort of like this. The 75K a year guy, such a humble brag. If he was happier back then, he'd simplify his life and go back to $75,000 a year. And then Ryan said, I'm the opposite of what that last guy said. When I used to work for someone else in the industry, I made anywhere between 125 and 150K and life was good. Nice house, paid for vehicles, no credit card debt. But I was also responsible with my money. We sold it all and moved to the 306 to start a business in the same industry and I pay myself 60K a year just to cover rent, bills, and my wife's vehicle lease payment. I have mounds of credit card debt and don't own a damn thing. They say five years and you generally start to turn a profit. We're into year number six, but we keep plugging away. Ryan in Saskatoon. Thank you, Ryan. Garner! This is the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Garner's Misconnections. I read you a misconnection text on the show earlier this morning. And I tried to get the person to come on the radio and tell me the story, but she didn't want to because she was concerned that her ex might hear her <laughs> on the radio. Uh, let me just quickly read it to you again here. Hey, guys. Last night I was taking a learn to kayak course on the river. A guy who was at the river's edge was throwing a stick for his dogs and making conversation with me while I was kayaking. It was hard to talk to him because I was in my lesson, but I wish I had more time to answer his questions. He was handsome, had cute dogs, and seemed interested in me. I wished I was able to get out of the kayak to talk to him properly. Description. Brown hair, athletic build, gray shirt, two cute dogs, one big, one small. And he was on the riverbank at around 8 p.m. Please help. Online dating sucks so much. Don't say my name on the radio. I won't. Uh, no, still no bites on that one. I'm sorry. Somebody did text and say, uh, uh, regarding the misconnection, the optimist in me thinks you should probably play that again tomorrow before 7 and 8 to catch the early workers. The pessimist thinks that that guy has a girlfriend. I don't know many guys with two dogs, one large, one small. <laughs> I wish I would have read that before I read it on the radio. Uh, somebody else said, hey, Garner, regarding your misconnection from earlier this morning, I am a single woman who was also kayaking on the river last night, but no one talked to me. Sad face. If you are the handsome gentleman playing with your dogs on the riverbank last night, kayak girl 
would like to get to know you, get in touch with me and I will help you make that connection. It's Garner! 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 You're listening to the Garner Andrew Show podcast. Garner, you need to tell the woman in the kayak that just because some guy on the riverbank started talking to her last night doesn't mean he wants to get involved romantically with her. I talk to people all day long. Some attractive, some not so much. I'm a happily married guy. I just like talking to people less. Okay, well, that that's fair, but you don't know the woman in the kayak. Maybe she was picking up on something that you wouldn't recognize because you are not her and you were not on a kayak on the river last night. Uh, this one's a little more positive, though, kayak girl. Garn, about the woman in the kayak, I need to share my story. About five years ago, I posted a missed connection on Kijiji, and it worked. I had talked very briefly to a guy on the bus, but never got his name, number, nothing. He somehow saw my head and replied. We had a few coffees together, but there really wasn't much there. I'm glad we met, though, and I got the closure I needed. I'm rooting for you, kayak girl. Please let us know if anything comes out of this. Danielle. Oh, I certainly will. I still haven't heard anything, though, kayak girl. Maybe he's out there. Maybe somebody knows a guy that was walking on the riverbank around 8 o'clock last night, throwing a stick for his dogs, one big, one small, into the river, and you started talking to a girl in a kayak. Maybe that was... She wants to get to know you. The Garner Andrew Show podcast. Uh, This came in. Garner, my wife tells me I need to find a friend. I spend a lot of time by myself. It doesn't bother me. But my wife keeps telling me that it's not healthy. I think it probably has more to do with the fact that I'm driving her nuts because I'm always around. Ha ha. Anyway, she asked one of the guys she works with to take me golfing tomorrow afternoon right after work. This makes me uncomfortable. I've only met this guy a couple of times at her work functions. Now I'm going to be spending four hours with him after work tomorrow. I don't think I have enough small talk to fill four hours. Is this normal? Is what normal? Not having enough small talk? Or the fact that your wife essentially set you up on a play date after work tomorrow? I think it's probably... It's normal to not feel like you have enough stuff to talk about for four hours. Yeah, I I totally get that. But I don't think it's normal for your wife to set you up on a play date. And I'm sure she's very well-meaning, but this is kind of over the line. This is the Garner Andrew Show podcast. too far this time you have neither reason nor rhyme with which to take this home that is so rightfully mine where's that new Mumford and Sons music huh roll away your stone at 626 welcome to kind of a soggy Wednesday morning edition of the Garner Andrews show the show that stars you and the guy that needs a friend well he doesn't think he needs a friend his wife clearly does 
Somebody texted and said, Hey, is Buddy a pothead? I'll hang out with him. That's me just sort of mimicking how you might speak. For all I know, you may speak like this. But I just sort of projected that on you. I'm sorry. Somebody else said, Garner, the guy whose wife set him up on a golf date with her co-worker, that is messed up. She's probably just tired of always having to entertain him because he doesn't have any friends. But a golf date with one of the guys she works with, that's too much. And what does this guy at work owe her that he's willing to go on a four-hour golf date with a stranger? What about a beer and some wings and some sports on the TV in a pub? That's a one-hour commitment. A round of golf with someone is a fifth or sixth date, not a first date. That is from Wes. And I'm sure that this guy whose wife is trying to find him a friend loves it. Loves the fact that we're calling this a date. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Garner! I wish I was a Sonic Rocker winner. Everyone would be so proud of me. Amy called the Sonic Rock door today. Although her guess was wrong, it was refreshing to get a guest that wasn't already on the list. We opened the door. She said, Arkell's Michigan Left. That's not the song behind the door. $100 a day week continues tomorrow morning at 820. The Rock Door is now worth $1,132. Tune in to the Garner Andrews Show weekdays at 820 to take your shot at the Sonic Rock Door jackpot. Garner! This is the Garner Andrews Show podcast. I got a text message from somebody who said, oh, I play. So I convinced them to come on the show this morning here. I'm going to call them up. So we can learn about the uh, the plight of the Magic the Gathering player these days. How they're going to work through this. Hello? Hey, is this Adrian? Yep. It's Garner at Sonic. Yep. Where are, where are you? Uh, I'm at home, just making breakfast. But uh, I mean, where? I mean, it's a 403 number, right? Uh-huh. I'm actually living in a small town called Andrew, Alberta. I've been there before. One of our former uh, premiers was from there, right? That's true. Ed, Ed Stelmack. Ed There's even an Ed Stelmack Avenue that runs right through the middle of town. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Andrew, or Adrian. Yep. We were talking about Magic the Gathering. Yep. Your former player? Uh, I still play just with my friends, but I don't buy cards really anymore. Now, are your friends all talking about these new tariffs and how much the cards cost now? Um, I haven't talked to my friend because it's pretty, pretty new news, so I'm not sure. Did it hit hard when you heard the news? No, I just heard it this morning, and I was like, well, kind of good for them because they've sensationalized magic too much that it's not really much fun anymore. It's been commercialized. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, how much money do you have tied up in? I, I think a lot of people don't understand how expensive some of these cards are. Yeah, in general, uh, I'd say like a few thousand dollars or whatever, but I have like over 10,000 cards kind of thing. What is um, the most sought-after card? What is the card everybody's after? Uh, I don't know if anyone's after it anymore, but the rarest and most expensive card is Black Lotus. What's one of those worth? The last I checked, it was like $20,000. Do you know anyone with that card? No, never heard of or met anyone with a card. No. Oh. Well, Adrian, it's been nothing short of a pleasure having you on the show this morning, and you enjoy your day out there in Andrew, Alberta. Thanks. Ed Stelmack Avenue. There's a little playground and everything. It's, yep. It's right in the center. Down the street. 
It's just in the center of town. Goodbye. Oh. There goes Adrian. I think we uh, had some real chemistry there. It's Garner! 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 You're listening to the Garner Andrew Show podcast. Hey, good morning, Garner. Good morning. I don't think I've ever heard anybody less interested in talking to you on the radio in my life. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, he wasn't real, uh, wasn't real fired up about talking about Magic the Gathering, but that's cool. I, it his... started badly. Hey, is this Adrian? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sort I of felt, I did, I did feel a little unwelcome in his home, actually. Well, you know, he's making breakfast. Who knows what he was making? Okay, I got to run. Have a good day. All right, cheers. Uh, Garner, there is a Black Lotus card on eBay right now for $200,000 U.S., Time to sell your McDavid card and buy this one. I mean, there are cheaper ones too, but you don't want one of those. That's from Josh. No, I don't want one of those. Would that be sort of if you if you bought the two hundred thousand dollar Black Lotus Magic card and put that in your bicycle spokes? Would that be like the nerd version of somebody lighting a cigar with a thousand dollar bill? I think it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? The Garner Andrew Show Podcast. Good morning, Garner. How's the day going? Oh, just great. Thank you. That's awesome. I wanted to chime in about the whole play date thing. Oh, yeah. How we Now, hang on. That was a while ago. Let me. Can I just reread the text that got us talking about this? Absolutely. Here we go. Garner, my wife tells me I need to find a friend. I, spot a, I spend a lot of time by myself. It doesn't bother me, but my wife keeps telling me that it's not healthy. I think it probably has more to do with the fact that I'm driving her nuts because I'm always around. Ha ha. Anyway, she asked one of the guys she works with to take me golfing tomorrow afternoon right after work. This makes me uncomfortable. I've only met this guy a couple of times at her work functions. Now I'm going to be spending four plus hours with him after work tomorrow. I don't think I have enough stuff to talk about. Is this normal? Well, it's not normal for a wife to hook up, well, in this day and age, to hook up some dude for a play date with another dude. But, I mean, if it was a woman for a play date, I would be okay with my wife doing that. Your wife setting you up with another woman to go on? Yeah, for a play date, sure. That I wouldn't have a problem with. Other dudes, I don't know. Maybe she's hinting at something. No, I don't no, think she's hinting no, at that. No, I don't think so either. But, I mean, it, it, she just needs to realize what he would want, and he doesn't want to be around people. But a she golf, married him. <laughs> but a golf date with a stranger is that's a four plus hour date. Like that for, for your first date. What about what about just going for a beer and a couple of wings or something and, and like somebody else suggested, that's a one hour commitment. Yeah, absolutely. Like Buddha says we're born in suffering, we live in suffering, we die in suffering. But my biker buddy Bubba says we're born in suffering, we die in suffering, have fun in between. And four hours with a stranger? No, that's not fun in between. Profound. Thank you. I appreciate the phone call. This is the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Hello. You guys are talking about how the wife set her husband up on a play date. Yeah, with a guy she works with. <laughs> I don't really see the problem with it, per se. I mean... I know what it's like to not want to like be stuck with people you don't know for long periods of time, but you can make fun out of it. You don't have to go golfing. I'm pretty sure they've got like lounge areas at the golfing place, right? Yeah, that's what they call they call them golfing places. They, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I just don't. Places. What does now? Hang on. The the one thing that keeps going through my mind over and over again is, what does the guy at work owe this guy's wife that he's oh my. that he's willing to go on a four and a half hour date with essentially a complete stranger? She's probably they're probably close at work, and they she probably talks him up a lot, like how he's a great guy, and he's probably like, oh yeah, you know, that could be fun, and oh, maybe. he goes home and he's like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> See, I just thought that everybody went to work. Like, I thought that all women went to work and complained about their husbands. Mm, I guess not. I don't know. No, I don't really think that. I was just, yeah. <laughs> Putting it out there, right? <laughs> I and I have no problem getting to know somebody new. I don't go out of my way to make new friends. Yeah. Like, my old friends are perfectly good. Well, I could probably get rid of a couple of them, and I won't say who. <laughs> well, hang on. I'll tell you quickly off air here. Those guys don't bring a lot to the party, but the, the I just don't feel the need to make more friends right now. But I really do think that the four and a half hour golf commitment, that's too much for a first date. Well, you said no. I don't know. You can always try it out. You, say you don't have to stay for the four hours. She's not going to know, is she? Well, yeah, because she's going to go to work on Friday morning. He's going to be like... Your uh, <laughs> husband bailed out after the fifth hole. Kind of weird. <laughs> like you had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like the way, though, that you are a glass half full person. And we need well, more of... We think need... of it this way. It's like you're in a relationship with somebody. And if your friends are clashing together or you're clashing with your significant other's friends, then maybe that person is just trying to say, hey, like this person will be good to bring into the circle kind of thing. And yeah, four hours may be a long time, but... You could be going camping together or something and not know about it in the future, and you could be stuck with them for a whole weekend. So take mm. the four hours to get to know somebody before you go a whole weekend, right? Huh? Okay. You don't know. Yeah. I, I like your positive outlook. <laughs> I try. <laughs> What's your first name? Jennifer. Jennifer, you have a great day, okay? Thanks, you as well. Uh, somebody else just texted and said they could easily get wasted on the course and become best friends. Agreed, it's a bit odd, but who knows, maybe a blessing in disguise. Oh, I love the positivity here. The Garner Andrew Show Podcast. Garner! This just in on the text machine. Garner, I feel for the golf play date guy. I hate to be a one-upper, but last year my wife set me up on a shopping date with a guy she went to high school with because, quote, he's a really good dresser. I'm not kidding. My wife has long been after me to step up my style game. Apparently, Kirkland jeans and a Kirkland hoodie weren't doing it for her. Ha ha. So on a Saturday morning, I met her friend at Wem. We shopped for a couple of hours and went our separate way. He was a nice, he was a nice enough guy, kind of loud, but I did come away with what my wife refers to as my snappy outfits. Jared. That sounds like pure hell, Jared. But I think the only thing worse than <laughs> the only thing worse than your wife setting you up on a shopping date with a guy you don't know, an old friend of hers, is when she refers to your clothing as an outfit. Guys don't wear outfits. They don't wear tops, they don't wear outfits. Okay? Keep that in mind. Garner! It's the Garner Andrew Show Podcast! Podcast! Podcast.
Bryce and I have been talking this morning about good public bathrooms and bad public bathrooms. I've seen some of the worst, man. I've been to some places you don't want to go to. Some places that'll make a grown man cry. But I also don't feel comfortable in the overly luxurious bathroom. It's a place where you go to take care of business. I don't want to see people hanging out in there, making phone calls and reading magazines, unless you're in a stall. But I've actually been in bar bathrooms where there's like the nice chairs in the fireplace and a selection of magazines splayed out on a coffee table. That's weird to me. Somebody texted and said, it's those nice subtle touches though, Garn, that make a restaurant memorable. Like Pampa Brazilian Steakhouse has those urinals with the soccer nets with a soccer ball hanging down and you pee on the ball and it makes you score. And it has those little TVs in front of your face. Yes, that's all fine and dandy, but when you got the little soccer net down here and the TV screen up here, where do you look? I find it very confusing. Uh, hang on, let me grab this. Hi. Hey, you know how you're talking about the wingback chairs in the bathrooms being too homey? <laughs> yeah, and like a coffee table and a fireplace and magazines yeah, spread out. What the hell? probably not thinking about breastfeeding moms. But I, okay, but breastfeeding mothers don't go into the men's bathroom. This is fair, but the women's bathroom is probably the same way and the same size. So they probably just did it to be equal. I don't know. I'm okay with there not being wingback chairs in a fireplace in the bathroom. This is true. I agree. I'd rather be beside my table or something. You know where I'd like to go make a really private personal phone call? Some place with tile on the walls and a lot of weird noises that smells bad. But the acoustics. Yeah. Okay, what's your first name? Amanda. Have a good day, Amanda. <laughs> Thanks, you too. Bye. Garner. This is the Garner Andrew Show podcast. Hey, I just wanted to clarify uh, something about Amanda's call, the last call you had. Uh, where she said, the uh, what about breastfeeding mothers? They might enjoy the wingback chairs and the coffee table and the fireplace. Absolutely. I've built lots of bathrooms in restaurants and, and places, and the men's and women's bathrooms are never designed the same. The men's are always smaller because they have urinals. Women's bathrooms are always bigger already. So they intentionally designed the men's bathroom to be a lounge room as well, mm. not a breastfeeding duplicate room for moms. I just sort of feel like it, and I will use the example again. The Cactus Club in West Edmonton Mall has a very, very nice bathroom, but it's got the leather chairs, it's got the fireplace, and I think I would be shocked if I ever walked in there and there's just some guy sitting in there with one leg crossed over the other and he's making a phone call. It would be weird. Or if he's having a conversation with the guy in the stall. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Tim, where are we going after this? <laughs> and Tim's hey, like... Just give me a second. I got to get this one through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second. Hang on. Okay. So is that what you do oh, for a living is you build public washrooms? No, I just, I've built them when I was building restaurants or something oh, like that. I'm an electrician, okay. so I, I've been in construction and built washrooms. And the men and women's washrooms are never designed the same way. Hey, who's in charge of how much paper towel you get from the automatic dispenser before you have to wait the three seconds and then wave your hand again? Not me. Not no. at all, guys. It's not me. Because it would never be half of a sheet. 
<laughs> but is that something the restaurateur controls, or is that just the way that machine is? Is it adjustable? I figured the rest, I'm sure it is, because I've seen the same model in different places, and they're not set the same. Yeah. You want to win me over as a customer? Give me at least 12 inches of paper towel. Three inches is useless. Absolutely. Okay, you have a good day. You too, man. Put that, put that on the sign out front. Instead of when, you, uh, when a restaurant reopens and they've got the under new management sign, be like, we now give you 12 inches of paper towel. That's how you, and multiply toilet paper, okay? You want to show me you value me as a customer? At least two ply and 10 to 12 inches of paper towel. It's Garner! 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 You're listening to the Garner Andrew Show podcast. Music news you can use on Sonic 129. Here's Bryce Kelly. It's Wednesday, July 18th, and this is the news. Everything you say. Friday is the one-year anniversary of the death of Chester Bennington. And one year later, the future of Lincoln Park is still very much up in the air. They keep going back and forth on it, but Mike Shinoda, who just released a solo album, says he is open to the idea of doing Lincoln Park shows in the future, but so far, there are no plans for that, and amongst the other band members, there is lots of uncertainty. Sonic! This is cool, as Chris Shiflett from the Foo Fighters is going to sell a pile of his own personal guitars. About 20 guitars from his own collection will go on sale online tomorrow. Some he's used while touring, some he's used while recording. Either way, it'd be pretty cool to own one. Sonic! And in case you missed it, Metric finally gave us some details for their new album. We know that it's going to be coming out September 21st, and it's going to be their first full length in three years. They also say that their guitars are back in full force for this one. That's it for Music News You Can Use. I'm Bryce on Sonic. The Garner Andrew Show Podcast. When I'm at a bar or a restaurant, the minute I discover there's a bathroom attendant, I immediately go into camel mode. I stop drinking. Uh, I'll quickly run out to the nearest PV Mart and buy myself a salt lick the kind that you give to cows. I'll bring that back to my table. I'll just lick on it. The bar actually starts to lose money because I stop drinking because I want to limit the number of times I have to have that awkward encounter with the guy offering me paper towels or mints. Mmm, bathroom mints. Or the worst. Would you like some colognes? No. No, I don't. Mm, on second thought, maybe I do. I want to go back to my table smelling like I'm in junior high again, please. Thank you. Spritz me up. And I understand that you probably think it makes your bar feel like a way more sophisticated establishment than it actually is. But come on. No one in history has ever said, I know, I know a place. Let's go to that place with the washroom attendant. No one has ever said that before. And it's funny to see all these texts pop up all of a sudden. Like it just occurred to everybody. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Garner Andrew Show podcast. Check Sonic1029.com for more. Hey, it's Garner. Why are you still here? Don't you have a, a job or a friend? And if you don't, I apologize if that's insensitive. Uh, anyway, while you're still here loitering and looking all shifty, let me tell you about a new podcast called The Big Story. It's a daily news and everything else podcast featuring some of the biggest names in Canadian journalism, and it's hosted by Jordan Heath-Rawlings, 
a guy that's been lobbing questions at smart people for more than 15 years. The big story, get it now, fresh off the podcast showroom floor. 